0: a little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. See, we aren't normal people. If you're born again by the Spirit of the Living God, you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. He doesn't expect you to live like a normal person in a fallen world. He actually knows that his light is inside of you and you are to be light in darkness. Amen? You are to trust him, walk with him, and believe everything he says is true. Amen? And sometimes you just gotta shake yourself off and forget all the mess you've been through because of your unbelief and fear. Amen? And lack of knowing who he is. It's time we all know who he is. Amen? Amen? So... The Lord just really put on my heart to to teach a little more on Moses. Because in America, for the most part, not everybody, but comparatively speaking to the rest of the world, we've had it pretty good. Amen? Like, if you don't know, we've actually had it really good. Even our most people in poverty have it better than what would be considered uh, pretty well off in other nations. Amen? I mean, in our nation... As long as you're not a drug addict out on the street out of your mind. And even then, if you know how to get somebody to fill out paperwork, you can have somewhere to live pretty much. You can have some food and you can have a cell phone. Amen? Other nations, you don't get the cell phone unless you're pretty wealthy. Amen? We don't even have an idea in this nation overall what rough is like unless we've been into some blatant sin, got thrown out of somewhere, messed up, got in our debt over our heads, had to live fancier than we really should have been living. So we need to get to the place to realize you can be successful the way this nation was. Now Satan's trying to destroy all that. Amen? But I'm in a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And so whatever is shaking in your life right now needs to shake. Amen? Because I believe we are seriously transitioning into the end of the end times. Amen? I believe right now that we are watching Babylon, which is the harlot spirit, which is a counterfeit bride. It's the devil's best work yet. It includes child molesting. It includes trafficking people. It includes Thinking that you're smarter than God. It includes making people take all kinds of medicines because they've turned to medicines instead of God. It includes making people feel like they're doing something good if they're led by a demonic spirit telling you what good is. And this counterfeit bride includes people living extremely luxurious lives. I mean disgusting, luxurious lives has nothing to do with working hard and then having a little bit extra to spend. It has to do with taking from others and abusing people and oppressing people and getting to a point of just laughing and wasting money and not giving to anything that matters while they try to take all your money that you're just trying to pay bills with. Amen? I mean, this, this bride is so ugly. This Babylon bride is so ugly that in, in the Bible is really clear, it's going to be destroyed. Much of the Babylon bride, if not the center of the Babylon bride, is in the US of A right now. I want God to get it out. Amen. I want God to get it out. Amen. So things are going to look different when the Babylon bride is kicked out of the US of A. I personally believe and I'm just saying this I think she's going to go and have its capital in Dubai there's just a weird spirit in Dubai all the elitists already have their mansions there they already have a place to run where they can't get them for all this horrific stuff they're doing here I don't know that I know this it just keeps coming to me and and I'll do almost anything to not fly into Dubai and most people love going there It's the fanciest place you've ever seen. It's like fake. Amen. So Babylon's coming down. Okay. And when you look in the word, what you're seeing with Babylon is what happened with the Tower of Babel in the book of Genesis. In the book of Genesis, the people began to think, we, they kind of knew they were made the image of God, people. Why did everybody get that? You are made Even before you're born again, you are made in the image of God. You're given a brain that can really think. You're given a a body that can do and manipulate and do many things. And God says when they all come together and start working together and all these different aspects of being made in the image of God start to come together, the Bible says, he says, they can do anything they put their mind to. Well, you maybe used to didn't believe that, but now that you see the technology and now that you see what they can do in manipulating science and what God's already created, they can't create anything, but they can take what's been created and really do a Frankenstein. Amen? Amen? Amen. You know, the world is so evil now that you don't even know, but a lot of these products and things you're using and vaccines and all have baby parts in them. You people laugh that you're using baby parts while you're sitting there marching um, to protect life. It's an evil, evil, no other way around it, evil, evil world right now. And the Bible says great darkness is going to cover the earth, but then there's going to come a great light. We're waiting for the light to come on. Amen? And the light needs to start in you. And the light needs not to be just for you and your little family and your little safety. We need to begin to get bright to bring people into the kingdom. Amen? Amen. There's going to be a gigantic harvest of souls before the return of Christ. That cannot and will not happen without a church that comes in agreement with God and the heart of God. But God's going to let everything happen to get us into that right heart. Amen? Everything that can be shaken is going to be shaken. You know, we need to just really, really keep praying. I got a letter from my cousin who's missionaries in Uganda, not Pastor Fred. They are coming down on those people so hard. If you walk outside your door to get in the sunshine, which is one of the only cures for COVID, vitamin D is your best defense against COVID. If they walk outside their door in Africa, where how many know there's a lot of vitamin D, they cane them. And charge them $57 for stepping outside their doors. The policemen walk around with canes and beat the hoodles out of you, whatever a hoodle is, and and fine you for walking out your door. My, my cousin who has a school there, and they're fine because uh, they've got a lot of American money backing everything they're doing there. But she wrote them the letter. The kids, even when they open back up, they're back on lockdown again, when they opened back up, they wouldn't let um, the kids in their schools, parents had lost their jobs for a year, so there was no money to send their kids to this school. So the school was over half, half the enrollment. Then their seminary school, none of the pastors were able are still able to have church for a year, so there's no money coming in, no tithe, nothing. So their, their school's empty. Sometimes we need to wake up and see the enemy is really up to some evil. Now some people believe that this is the enemy bringing forth what's in the book of Revelation where a third of the earth is going to be killed. Well if you include all these third world nations and all the starvations. And all the disease spreading. And all the fear. You know they could be true. We could be sitting right now watching um, what's happening in the nations. And, and so, as I'm reading the book of Moses, and, and I, I'm, I'm over itchy ear preaching, amen? You cannot read the book of Revelations and think we're going to have a good time. Amen? So the ones who are preaching that, just turn them off. Because it's ridiculous. It says don't add or take away from it. We need to be prepared. Amen. We need prepared to shine. We need to let everything shake that needs to be shaken. Amen. We need to let it shake. Amen. We need to have hearts to care. We need to get our hearts ready to bring people into the kingdom of God. And to help take care of them. Amen. And to cast demons out. We are going to have to cast so many demons out. It's not even funny. You're going to have to cast demons out of most school teachers, the mess they're teaching them, most government workers. about everybody. We have got to really seriously, seriously get serious about the unseen world. Amen? Amen? Amen. Do you got to lose everything? Do they have to lock us down again, lose your jobs and all before you get serious about God? How about if we just get serious about God because he's God? Amen. Now I'm excited... That he would say that we have been qualified by him, because he put us here, to teach grace in this hour. Amen? That we can let go of everything. We are so close to living eternally with God in mansions and streets of gold. Can't we just let go of the American dream for a few minutes and do what he wants? Amen? 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 can we just say, okay God, let's do this thing. Let's do this God thing. Amen? Amen. So number one, get rid of the little irritating things in your life. Yes. Like that song, Devil Don't Tread on Me. Play that song a hundred times a day if you need to. You need songs like that, that you could just sit there and let that kind of anointing saturate you and get mad at the devil. Amen? Is anybody else ready to be mad at the devil? Come on, be mad at him. Quit serving him before he puts your butt in jail. God's not somebody we just run to when we're in a mess and then run back to the devil when God gets us out of a mess. God is God. Amen? And he has a real kingdom. And he's a really, and it's a fun kingdom, okay? It's awesome. There's love, joy, there's righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. Amen? I love being a Christian. See, I already know this. No matter what happens to my houses, no matter what happens to whatever, nobody can take Holy Spirit out of me. Amen? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, long-suffering, patience. I'm going to have righteousness. The main stuff of the kingdom, I got. Amen? And I'm not, nobody can take it. A devil can't take it. Nobody can take it. Amen? I walk with God. I know God. I hear God. I love God. And he can get me through anything I have to go through. So I was looking over Moses. Because everybody keeps talking about Moses. I will say. Moses is a really good prophetic story. Of a people having to get ready. For the return of Christ. Okay. Now these God's people, under the covenant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, under that same covenant, they had walked away from God, they had started living like the world, and they came into captivity. Rather, you know it or not, most of the church in America is in captivity, because most of the church of America is living like the world. The culture has invaded us, instead of us going out and changing the culture. Amen? Now I'm not seeing everybody individually. How many many know that your culture is not the culture of the world? (laughs) Amen? But a lot of people can't say that in churches today. Amen? Amen. A lot of them don't even hear the Bible. They're they're doing a rock concert or something. And and God's going to shake all that. Amen? So I want to be where I can't be shaken. I've been shaken before. Amen? How many have been through some heavy duty trials that you overcame and you understand what a shaking looks like? And you actually understand what victory finally looks like. Amen? 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 You've got to hang on to that victory. Because we're supposed to be the light to help other people get to the victory and the shaking. Amen? And you've got to lay everything down. Okay, God, let's just have fun and do this your God way. Let's just do this your God way. So what I've been studying Moses and looking at Moses. We talked a little bit about Moses last week. Um, first of all, just this point. Does everybody get that when abortion is really high and it's usually targeting a people group it's because Satan wants to make sure that the deliverers don't come. When the Pharaoh put abortion in and said go kill all the firstborn sons what, the, what, why he was doing that is because he said they're having too many babies. Th- those, those Israelites they're having too many babies. Now, he needed those firstborn sons. Uh, you know, he needed those sons with all the children of a certain age. He needed them for labor down the road, but they were getting too many. So he was afraid he might lose his power because they were getting to be too many. So can I just tell black America... Y'all need to be the biggest advocates against abortion than anyone. It was put into this nation for one purpose. To make sure you stayed a little tiny minority that could not affect this nation. And man, have people bought it hook, line, and sinker. So somebody needs to be a voice against it. Amen? We need to be against abortion anyway. But we need to point out, what was the original intention? What was the intention of Pharaoh? Pharaoh wanted to make sure that the Israelites' population didn't grow. He saw them as a threat. Planned Parenthood saw black American slaves as a threat once they got their freedom. Amen? Amen? And that's the main push of it. That's where most of the sinners are. That's why the percentages are so much higher. Though the population of black America is minority, the, the percentage getting abortions is not a minority percentage. Somebody ought to get mad about that. Somebody ought to get mad about that. Somebody has to say, wait a minute. Where would we be now 50 some years later had we not been targeted... To make sure all our babies died. And to break up our homes. Come on. The welfare program was. We got to get the husbands out of the homes. And make these people dependent upon the government. And make the fathers feel like they're not worth anything. Wake up time. Wake up time. Wake up time. It's time to say it at the dinner table. It's time to go get the books and the facts and begin to say, this is injustice, we're, we're not going along with this anymore. Amen? And I'm just going to say it right off. I'm not going along with this, what is it, critical race theory? I'm 100%, I am thankful for whatever race God puts me in. He put me in the Caucasian race, if you want to call it that, European race, and I have European uh, colored children. Amen? And I'm not going for one second to allow the devil to make them hate themselves or this nation. You don't correct a wrong by adding another wrong. Amen? You correct a wrong by crying out and saying, That's wrong. That's wrong. It's ridiculous that anybody hates their skin color. Totally ridiculous absolutely demonic. It's demonic to hate your skin color. It's demonic to hate your ancestry. Amen? Amen. I'll be honest. I don't see a truckload of African Americans, and I don't like calling them that, but that's the terminology, Russian to go back to Uganda, Kenya, Nigeria, or anywhere else in Africa. Why? Because they got here. What was meant for evil, God turned it to good And they don't want to leave. And I don't blame them. Amen? Amen. And they ought to be saying, thank you ancestors who had to go through so much pain so that I could be in a nation that's free and I'm not going to give this nation up to the devil to go back into slavery. Amen? So many people lying to so many people while this cute little elitist group with all their money and power under an antichrist spirit Things are going to take over this nation. And while everybody's sleeping, people, they're doing it if we don't wake up. If we don't pray. And we do pray. Gosh, we had powerful prayer Friday night. We just had such powerful prayer Friday night. God, it's always different every Friday night. He had us do this thing that was powerful. He had us, I don't know if you've seen the news reports, you probably haven't, but the military is moving uh, oh, they've moved over a million immigrants, illegal immigrants, people who have just come through the borders. Believe me, they didn't look like nice families, There's pictures they showed. And, and they put them in buses and planes, small private planes, they're taking them to swing states and dropping them off and they're paying nonprofits to house them, our tax money, to make them really good Democrat. A million. You can change really quick. It's like, oh man, he won by this many, let's send this many there. Well, here, here's what the Lord had us pray. And it was powerful, I feel, when I say it. So keep praying this. Whew. I pray that the church raises up and gets every one of these illegals saved. Totally in love with Jesus Christ. Unable to pray about murdering babies. Unable to pray about destroying this nation. Unable to. Pray. And if they have to go back to their own nations. Which many of them will. Ho! They will be evangelists. Talking about Jesus Christ. So we prayed that it was powerful. Instead of making enemies of people who are being used. Let's make them see the light. Amen. And begin to pray that. And begin to believe that. You're already watching it. There's very few. any longer people with a Spanish background or Latin America who are going along with the Democratic Party. The Jews have said, we're running from this. Amen? Well, what makes anybody think that people coming from these horrifically uh, oppressed nations are going to want us to become an oppressed nation? Amen? God says everything Satan's up to will backfire. What's meant for evil he'll turn to good. If a people called by his name will believe and pray your prayers mean a lot and if you're not spending any prayer praying for something outside of your little world then I'm telling you what's happened. Satan's made your little problems make you useless to the things of the kingdom. You're so busy. Well you better get busy about the things of the kingdom or you won't have anything to be busy about. Amen. It's time. Turn the TVs off. Get off of Facebook or wherever you're at and pray seriously prayer. Call other people. Pray. Have people over. Come Friday nights. Make prayer. Jesus says, my house shall be called a house of prayer. If that's ever, ever been true, it's now. Amen. And let me say, don't let other people do your praying. Amen. One can send a thousand to flight. Two can send 10,000. Every single person being a part of connected prayer is powerful. And God has a math for it. Just like he has a math for your giving. If you give, just get this everybody. Just get this. We talked about this in our group last week. God has an accounting system in his kingdom. In his kingdom accounting system, you tithe. That 10% puts you in his kingdom. It's like I'm registered in the bank of heaven. Amen? The bank of heaven, that's my bank, I trust it. They know what they're doing. They know how to invest. They know how to not rip me off. Nobody's going to take that money that's been invested in the kingdom. And then God says, after you tithe, if you want increase, be led of his spirit. Giving good investments, which is those who preach the gospel and help nations and do the real deal of the kingdom. And he said, "I promise you, promise you, you're going to get a minimum of thirty percent back, or sixty percent back, or a hundred percent back." Now, if you're not tithing, you're not you're not advancing in God's kingdom uh, economics. And if you're just tithing, you're just barely making it. The devourer keeps getting put off, and you barely make the bills. At least give an extra dollar because you just made sure you get 30, 60, or 100. There's even one thing about a thousand fold. I'm just saying, start stepping out in faith. Just say, okay, I'm going to go beyond the tithe. I mean, you're almost, yay, tithe is great. And don't think you can give without tithing because God keeps track of it. It doesn't count till it hits the tithe before your giving kicks in. I'm just telling you how it really works. And I got people in this room, one who's amen and really loud, who's not living on the street right now because of their tithe and their giving. Because they fell into some mess and God's so merciful. And he looked at, he's like, wait a minute. The devourer's trying to get that person. They're making some really bad decisions. They're not listening to some godly counsel. They're really messing this up. But, but God... According to their accounting system, the devourer can't touch their house. The devourer can't destroy them. Because they're not blatantly sinning. They just fell into a trap of the enemy. They're not blatantly saying in your face, God. They really think they're doing something God's leading them to do. Even though they didn't listen to godly counsel. Amen. And God not only saved their house, he gave them a chunk of change from a judge made legal How great is our God? So. How great? But I pro, I can almost tell you that if that person had not been a faithful tither, faithful to God's kingdom and a faithful giver, if they hadn't been a the giver, they wouldn't have got the extra chunk of money. And if they hadn't been a tither, they would have lost that house. Because that's his kingdom. That's really his kingdom. Amen? What an awesome God that he doesn't just save us. He puts us in a kingdom with his spiritual laws. You want to make it through the end times? Then you ought to get in the kingdom. Where you got actually knowing Satan can't mess with this. So when I looked at Moses. Because I have time to read it all. You can go read it. It's very awesome. Here's Moses. On his own, we talked about this last week, he, he goes on his own strength. I think some of what uh, our last president did, who I think is still really our president, I think a lot of it was in his own strength. It was in his own ability to negotiate, his own ability to see things, which is all God-given. Amen? Amen? That's also God-given strength. I believe he's going to come back in the strength of the Lord. Amen? If he hears God. Amen? But everything he did in his own strength was undone in a matter of six months, almost. Except for judges that were put into place. Which is the only thing that's holding us together right now. Amen? So when I look at Moses, in his own strength, he went out and he was going to try to rescue his people. Because God was turning his heart back to know who his people were. Now think about Moses. He was raised with the elitist. He was raised with the pharaoh. He was raised in a position and got to a position of super rich. We need to start praying that some of the super rich who see the evil will begin to say, I got to go back and rescue the people. I need to go back and rescue the people who made my businesses successful. I need to go back and use some of this money to rescue. You're watching that happen. If you're watching some of the stuff with Clay Clark and Mike Lindell and different ones, there are some very, very wealthy people who are putting millions of dollars out there now to go back and rescue our nation, which is rescuing the people. Amen? So how many want to come in agreement prayer that more people will do that? So Father, we come in agreement prayer. is touching right now. That more millionaires and billionaires and extremely successful businesses eyes will open to what is going on. And they will use the resources, the brilliance, and the spirit of influence you've given them to come together in agreement. how Led by those that you've raised up, Lord God, and prophesied even over to say, no, we are going to stop this enemy takeover. We're stopping Pharaoh, we're stopping tyranny. And Lord, we give you praise for that in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Can you feel that? We just released a truckload of angels, people. We just, just by coming in here and sitting down on a Sunday morning instead of sitting at the beach or sitting by the pool or going to visit somebody at church time, you just released. Thank you for every seat was full. Thank you for every seat and every church was full and they're really praying and they really understand God and walk in the things of God. Right now, I do believe that a remnant of people are holding back the enemy. They got clean hands, pure heart, and they want what God wants. Amen? Amen? They're not buying into the lies. They're not buying into the hate. They recognize that the real deal that God wants to save this nation. And God wants to heal our land. Amen? And they've humbled themselves and prayed. So here we have Moses in his own strength. The people look at him and say, And this is kind of what the church did, people, to um, the president who was really trying to help us. Because he was trying to stop persecution of the church. And when he went to talk to the church, a lot of the church said, "Well, you slept around. Well, you did this. Well, I don't like the way you tweet. I don't like how you talk. And a lot of the church said, we're not supporting him. I mean, straight out leaders in the church. Well, that's what happened to Moses. They're like, wait a minute! Aren't you the one who we saw you murder that that Egyptian when there was that fight going on, even though he was trying to do something good? They put, anyway. So Moses ran off, and he actually—I was reading—he actually was pretty happy getting away from it all. And he ran out, and he was helping with some uh, with um, his soon-to-be wife's uh, cattle and stuff, and. And protecting her and this kind of stuff. Anyway, so he gets married. Her name is Zip something. Zipporah or something. Yeah. Let's call her Zip. Y'all know me. I like nicknames. All right. So Moses says, you can have zip as your wife. And he's just having a nice little zippity-doo-dah, hiding away from God and God's will, because he tried it. I tried God, I tried to help God out, and they almost killed me. And I did, I, I crossed lines. I should never cross. So, there we are. So then here is little old Moses. Pretty content. He actually was content. He was content being out of the scene. Amen? Hiding in the desert. See if I can find where we're going to start. And um, so go with me to Exodus 2.21. Moses was content to stay on with this man who later gave Moses his daughter Zipporah, Zip. She gave birth to a son and he named him Gershom, saying, I have been an outsider in a foreign land. For those of you who are pregnant, which we have one or two here and others watching, listening, really pray about what you name your baby and really see what it means. Amen? My daughter Lauren, her name... um, um, was biblical Michael and Mitchell's names are biblical and and just um, just really pray Lawrence the same as Laurel which had to do with joy and Mitchell and Michael's is the same name as the Michael angel Archangel, powerful angel and it means of God if it has el on the end of the name But I'm just saying, just really pray. It doesn't have to be from the Bible, but just really seek the Lord and say, I want this person's, this name to mean something. In Hebrew, in their culture, they really took the name seriously. And you can actually put a lot of the Bible names together and come up with the entire uh, story of the cross. It's amazing sometimes when the Lord's having me study and he's making me go find an answer. He'll have me look up all the names, even of places, and he'll give me answers to to help me in a situation. He's amazing all that's hidden in his word. Amen? All right. Um, After many days, the kings of Egypt died, the ones that were out to get him. And the people of God groaned because they're of slavery. They cried out and their cry, now listen to this, they cried out and their cry from slavery went up to God. God heard their sobbing and remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God saw his people and he was concerned about them. Did anybody see what actually brought God's attention? It wasn't the evil that was happening to them. They've been in slavery a long time. God is not paying attention to us because the deep state, the globalist, the harlot, the Babylon harlot is being formed right in our nation. God doesn't, he doesn't give us his ear until we begin to pray. Until we begin to cry out. Until we ask him to deliver us. Amen? Most of the church is not even doing that yet. Some of you have never done that one time yet. You've not one time cried out for God to deliver us from this evil that's happening in our nation. You haven't cried out for your children, for your grandchildren, for what's coming. You know, when people just think we're raptured tomorrow and they just hop and hop thinking we're out of here, they do not even participate many times in what he's requiring according to his word. He's requiring a people who will humble themselves. Amen? Seek his face. Turn from their wicked ways and cry out. So God's finally listen. the God's like, now they've been, in, they've been in slavery a long time and they deserve to be in slavery. Just like America deserves to be in the mess she's in. Amen? If it's based on righteousness and what we've done, we are the, this nation is the biggest participator in human trafficking of any nation in the world. We're one of the biggest, if not the biggest participant in, in drug abuse in sexual perversion in the garbage that goes out on television and music. You cannot live in this nation and have and not know we are a filthy nation. Amen? We are completely worthy of judgment and even to be destroyed. And you know what? We are going to come under that judgment and be destroyed if we do not get serious like the people in slavery in Moses' day. Amen? I will say this. Just what I listen to and what I watch and what I see, there is a remnant, a strong, powerful remnant of people crying out. Amen? I personally believe, and a lot of people believe in this, enough have cried out that God is now intervening and the tide is turning. But let me say this, don't everybody just sit back and go back to normal. You push this thing, not only do we want this evil out, we want it exposed and completely out to have a redo in America, amen, which will include an outpouring of apostolic power, amen? amen. We, we don't want to just go back to, I don't want to have to have 400 television channels and three of them you could even look at. You know, they purposely put filthy commercials on the YouTube stuff unless you pay $15 a month not to see it, which I pay $15 a month because I don't want to watch other filthy commercials. They put really filthy ones around profits and different people who they know we're watching. That's why they put all the perversion. Ha ha, show this. But then they get your money. It's disgusting, isn't it? And we need to pray. And as God begins to do the transference of wealth, which he did when he got Egypt free, he said, go ask them for all their money and stuff. And they gave it to him to get rid of them. Now, here's the thing with Moses. They're leaving and going to start their own thing. We're not leaving. We're pushing the enemy out. Okay? We, We got captive from within the system. We didn't get captive... We weren't taken captive to another land. Amen. And so you can't always relate every single thing about scripture to something that's going on now. You just see God in it. Amen. I just want to see what God does in it. What does he listen to? What gets his attention? How can we do this thing? And I'm going to tell you, you don't really get his attention until you start crying out. Amen. The civil war happened. Because a a bunch of black hurt people had had enough abuse. And they got saved in this nation, praise God. They had terrible, terrible preaching purposely um, made so they couldn't tell them to get free. Making them think through preaching that it was God's will because they were black that they were to serve. And that was all lies that was twisted and everything. Amen. You can look at history and see it. But somewhere deep in the heart of those people who got really filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And some of their songs today would bring an anointing in this place like you wouldn't believe. Amen. Amen. Amen? And there was a deep stirring in the heart of a people who were taken captive in this nation that began to cry out to God because they found out who he was. Amen? And that's what caused the Civil War. Which was a war that needed to be fought and it needed to be won. Amen? Amen? And what happened after that, everybody quit praying. And it made a mess, which we're still looking at today. We are still today looking at a nation that did not embrace God's way of handling life after the Civil War. Amen? Amen? And so Satan's still trying to use some of that to do some of this. Amen? I'm praying that we'll get his understanding of his ways and not go back to a completely divided nation, but I do believe we're going to go through a civil war and I'm not saying a physical civil war although we're already seeing bloodshed right, we're already seeing violence in the streets how many know when the economy gets even tighter, this stuff happens more amen and so we need to really be praying, we need to be asking God for strategy, we really need to be getting our food pantry ready people We're supposed to see inflation by the end of the summer like our nation hasn't seen in 20 years, 30 years. Amen? The people who always get hurt the most are the people who barely get by. Amen? The others just give up some luxuries. Some added stuff. They got to wear the same clothes for two years in a row. We are going to start a food pantry. ho, And we're going to have it ready. And not just the one that the government gives us some food. Because who knows if you can trust the government to give us anything. Amen. Amen. We've got to be ready for the days that are coming. I don't want to hear this. Well, get over what you want to hear. And let's get ready. Are you saying it's going to be doom and gloom? People, it's already doom and gloom depending where you're at. Amen? If you're living in Baltimore and people are getting murdered left and right it's pretty doom and gloom. If you're still stuck in an apartment somewhere and can't even get out hardly if you're still in one of these other nations you're in doom and gloom. Amen? I will say this. It's prayers that's kept Virginia the way it is and we need to keep praying because for a place in captivity you can't tell it. But I'll tell you what there's a governor election coming up where somebody really hot and demonized would like to punish Virginians. You ought to show up Friday night and make sure it doesn't happen. Which, by the way, after our prayer Friday night, I saw that there was an investigation about allegations towards a certain person who's running for governor about when he was governor before he raised the money for the guy who did get in the Senate somehow, and who knows how much legit anything has happened recently. But this person was 64, something like that, years old, and having an affair with this 17-year-old receptionist. And now because they got married, it's okay, and they made him a senator. Man, if you're in your 60s and you're sleeping with somebody 17, there's something really wrong with you. Amen? Oh, there's just something really wrong with you. I don't care how rich you are or how big your name is, there's something really wrong with you. Well this person running for governor is the one who funded it, pushed it and got him in. And now it's being investigated. Will it come to much? I don't know. All of a sudden the New York governor is back on the hot seat. It's prayer, specific prayer, prayer specific using exact things and saying, God, I want to see something done about this. I want to see something done about this. I want to bind. That means forbid. I want to forbid this state from going more down this perverted road. Amen? That we would put a person in office in any way, shape, or form who wants a baby to be born and then parents decide to murder it and give it to Baal. There is something really wrong with this state. Amen? And how many churches have even brought it up? Probably none. None. Like that, we're on the radio in Richmond. How is that for good? (laughs) Shake it up, (laughs) Lord help me. Thank you, Jesus. All right, now they cried out, and their cry from slavery went up to God. You had better start adding some crying to God for your children, for your grandchildren, for your state. Don't wait until it's so bad, it's already so bad for some places. God listens to a heartfelt cry and part of that is just wake up and quit living for right now. Amen? We can stop a lot of things if we would see it coming and know the schemes of the enemy and pray. The church has hid itself inside four walls for way too long and we've let this whole nation become as bad as it is. And we need to wake up and repent and get excited that we have authority to change things. Amen? Amen? God lives inside of me. I want you, if you're born again of the spirit of the living God, say, God lives inside of me. me. Now, if you're still sinning, right then and there, you should say, this is terrible that that I have a knowing that God lives inside of me, and yet I let Satan have his way with me. And you ought to leave here knowing I'm not doing that anymore. It's really disgusting to have God inside of you and you serve Satan. How long will that keep going on? You're going to have to choose. You're going to be vomited out of God's mouth. So you have to choose. All right. So God heard their sobbing. Now this, you got to remember this when you're praying too, okay? God heard their sobbing and he remembered his covenant. So we need to go to our new covenant. Amen? Amen? what my new co- the new covenant is better than the old covenant like a lot better okay the old covenant said if they did this this and this and sacrifice animals do these things god will take care of these things which was about everything in their life the new covenant is i'm going to send my spirit and he's going to live in you <laughs> he's going to order your steps and god in you is going to be in charge of your entire life now how may think Having God inside of me is more powerful than following rules and regulations for God's divine protection and, and provision. Amen? Phew! Whoa! What, God inside of me is an extremely better covenant. Amen? It's a really good covenant. I'm in co- so when I pray to God in my sobbing and my crying out, I have to say, God, we are in a covenant. In that covenant, you have given me authority to forbid things from happening on this earth. How? Oh, you've given me authority to pray as touching you and come in agreement with you. You've given me authority over sickness and disease. You've given me all these things by you living inside of me. It doesn't get any better than that, you guys. It'll never get better than that. It'll never, you will never, you won't have a better covenant when you get in heaven. Would you, would you want God to come out of you so you could go live in heaven where there's no problems? Or would you rather have a close relationship with God? I would rather stay down here with God inside of me. I even told this to God once, way back. I said, God, this is so awesome walking with you, hearing you, knowing you. I don't know that I want to go to heaven and then have to stand in line to see you. He says, Cindy, it doesn't work like that. He says, you'll have me in you when you're in heaven. But you can still come and see me. It'll be even greater. But how many even had that thought that I don't want to go to heaven if it means I can't have God this close? Because I did. I really love God, you guys. I really love having a relationship with God. I love having a relationship with God more than I love the houses he's given me. More than I love preaching the word. More than I love... My family, more than I love my husband or my kids. I seriously love God more than anything else ever, and no one can take him from me. If you want light to shine, you need to start spending time having a real relationship with the real God, and that's what the shaking's about. The shaking's about you connecting with God for real. Not as if you're in the old covenant, just wanting to be taken care of, but that you're in a new covenant that has a relationship with God. Therefore, in your prayers and in your crying, you say, God, you live in me, therefore healing's got to come. Now, show me any unbelief or doubt in me. Show me what you want me to do. But God, I'm completely dependent upon you to to set me free. I'm completely dependent upon you to empower me. I'm completely dependent upon you. That's a good thing because he's God. He made the covenant. He came up with it, not you. He just says, make me the Lord of all of your life. Everything about your life, just give it to me. Everything about your life, just give it to me. Everything about your life. Lord, it's all yours. If you want to change where I live, change where I live. If you want to change how I do things, change. If you want to change what I'm doing, just change. I just give it all to you. Make him Lord. All right. Now Moses was tending the flock. This is Exodus 3. And he's out tending the flock and he's hanging out. And he's coming to the mountain of God. And then the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire within a bush. So he looked and saw the bush burning with fire, yet it was not consumed. How cool is this? Moses probably hasn't thought about God in a while. He's like, I'm sure his thing was, I tried. (laughs) I left the great life to go try to rescue some people. I'm sure right now there's some people like uh, President T, who left the great life to come and try to save some people, our nation, who probably has wondered at times, like, dang, they don't even want to be saved. He's got to have a burning bush experience. Some people, some people have said he has. But we're going to keep praying he has. Amen? Him and these other people that have a sphere of influence to really be used in this nation. This Clay Clark guy, Kim Clement prophesied. See, to me, somebody who prophesied who can't make money on it, <laughs> that's someone to really listen to. <laughs> Amen? Because Kim Clement prophesied this before he died. And he prophesied that there was coming a time when Donald Trump... Someone named Clark and someone named Gold. We're going to come together to save this nation from communism. Well, if you haven't been paying attention, go look it up. This guy named Clay Clark is amazing. He's organizing all these people right now. They're having it. Thousands and thousands, like 40,000 people are coming to the meetings with people who are PhDs and doctors and psychiatrists, I mean, everybody, everybody, everybody who's got influence, who isn't completely over on the evil side, are starting to join together in masses, and this guy, whose energy is amazing, is organizing it all, all because somebody called him and said, did you know the guy named Clay, a guy named Clark, was prophesied with with Trump? And... This man, he didn't even like God. He was kind of mad at God. His father died from a disease that was very sad. He was brought up in the church. He went to, I think, um, Oral U University where he met his wife. Anyway, his son was born blind. So he wanted nothing to do with God. I just read his book. He wanted nothing to do with God. But his wife got fe- completely, completely hit over heels in love with God and believing in healing. And every day she would declare and pray and say God was going to heal her son's eyesight. And her husband, would he said he would yell at her. He said, just quit saying these things. It's just ridiculous. We're just going to have to realize we have a blind son. Well, within six months, God healed the little boys from blindness. And... Um, Mr. Clark, Clay Clark, had just got done reading um, um, uh, that boxer guy who got saved. Um, I think he just grills, foreman, foreman, his story. And in the story, when he was reading, it, he said, I told God, if you do this for me, I'll give you everything. And then God did it for me. He said he, he said he found himself praying, well, God, if you really cause my son not to be blind, I'll give you everything. And he did. The minute he found out his son wasn't blind, he gave God everything. And he still, you know, he was just living for God and then all of a sudden he hears about this prophecy and God stirs in his spirit, I'm talking to you. And what this guy's gift is, he organizes people. He, he just organizes people like in a supernatural way, like on steroids. And he's organizing these events of 40,000 people sold out right away, costing multi millions of dollars. He organized them in a few months. He's got like six of them going. He's going to keep on. He's bringing. It's it's like a it's like a protest of information. Amen. Amen. So we need to pray for people like that. But that he was prophesied by Kim Clement along with this woman named Gold who started an organization about what's the real medical stuff behind the vaccines and what's the real medical stuff behind the virus and all these things. It's amazing these people are all connecting and then with Trump. How cool is God? Amen. And we need to pray this stuff through. We need to be serious And realize that these people are like a Moses in some ways. And we need to pray for them to have a burning bush experience with God. Amen? They need a real face-to-face encounter with God. I think most of them are having them. We need to keep praying that. We need to pray that for people in politics. Amen? We need to pray that for some of the people who are the most against God. Because when God makes Himself real to them, they could be some of the most powerful people for God. Amen? Don't ever decide who's too far gone. Amen? The worst of the worst, if they get saved and radically changed by the power of God, they could be the greatest witness you've ever seen. All right. Moses thought, I will now go and see this great sight. Why is this bush not burnt up? When the Lord saw that he turned to look, he called to him out of the midst of the bush and said, I want you to see this. Some of you don't turn to look. Some people go out of their way not to look. Some people don't want to look. You can see, this person was healed. This person is raised from that. They don't want to look. They don't want to look. Part of being called into what God has for you, no matter how big or small in your own eyes, is wanting to look. See, if people really wanted to look, this church would be full. I'm serious, if people really wanted to look, this church would be full. It's going to be though, because people are going to get shaken so much, they're going to want to go to get some answers. Amen? But look how God recognized that he looked. And I know I'm, I'm preaching, this will go out to thousands more, just so you know. Some of you out there need to start looking. When God does something and God shows up, do you look? Do you testify? Do you share? Do you want to hear what God is doing? Or do you just want to be normal? Now Moses could have told us not to look. Because he was kind of happy and content with a normal life. All right. When the Lord saw that he turned to look, he called to him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. Moses was like, what? Then he said, "Come, come no closer. Take your sandals off your feet for the place where you are standing is holy ground. I want you to see this. I want you to see this. When you have an encounter with God, it's holy. A lot of people are having encounters that don't sound very holy. And I question what they're encountering. God himself said for your protection Moses you better get those shoes off your feet you better recognize that this is God talking to you and you better understand this is a very holy holy thing we need to get holy back into the encounters of God amen I mean, every one of, there's not an encounter in scripture that is as casual as what people are talking today like their encounters are. I don't know if I believe most of these as real encounters. I'm not saying that people don't believe them. I'm just telling you what, every time I've had an encounter with God, which is a lot, it is so holy. It is just like, and I say, Lord, I'm so undone. Why would you be so good to me? Why would you show me these things? Why would you teach me this way? I'm going to tell you what. We need holy back in the church. And we need to teach people that his encounters are holy. And these people who think they're having holy encounters when their hearts are not looking to a holy God, I think there's a lot of delusion going on. I had somebody call me yesterday and, um, and um, they're just getting off an alcohol binge and they haven't been sober for a long time. But all of a sudden they're encountering God and hearing God and starting a church and all this. And I got to be honest, there was nothing in my spirit going, yay, yeah, this is God. It was like, I don't know you. I'm not going to confirm this. I can just say this. When did you get the devil out? When did a manifested demonic spirit come out of you? What on earth makes you think God needs another church for somebody who hasn't, who's heard of God for years, but hasn't even been sober for five months? And that's if you're telling me the truth. And the rest of your life is a mess. People, hmm, God did not cause COVID so that you could get government money and not go to work so you could get close to God. Everybody in this place kept working. Nobody took welfare. Amen? Even people lost their job, had another job the next day. That's real fruit. Not hyping it up saying, well, I couldn't work so I got to stay home and get close to God. Well, real fruit is you tithe and you give and the devourer can't take your job. Amen. If a door closes, God opens another one before you even got time to look at the one ads. Amen? I'm just real. Somebody better start preaching real. This floopty doopty holly-dee-doo-dah, i am called and this and that, it's just not true. When the person hears this, if they hear it, they'll be upset. We'll get over it. I told them anyway. Guys, a desperately, you know, just because you don't have a job doesn't mean you're called to ministry. If you can't hold a good job, you cannot do ministry. You need a gift package. You need a skill package to do ministry. Amen? And the bigger the ministry, the bigger the skill package that you have to then yield over to God. Amen? Hmm. We get people off of welfare. We don't help them get on welfare. Amen. 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 (laughs) Somebody like... No wonder we're not packed out. All right. Take your sandals off your feet for the place where you are standing is holy ground. I want you to see this. I want you to see this. I want you to begin to delete everything you read and hear about somebody encountering God and it wasn't holy. Because the word does not give me any indicators that I can encounter God in it by an extremely holy and reverently fearful thing. You can go to conferences now, they'll tell you're you going to experience God. And those people, are, they, they're not even free enough to quit smoking and drinking and cussing and fornicating in the parking lot. And then come in, everybody thinks they're having this great encounter with God. You encounter a counterfeit. My God is holy. You give your life to him. You lay everything down. You decide you only want him. Because we got a lot of people to deliver in the body of Christ. And you don't even know. I, uh, he says in his word, they get up to heaven in time revelation. Lord, Lord. And he goes, No, remember me? I prophesied. Remember, I prophesied? And and I was at that meeting. I laid hands on somebody and they were healed. Remember, and I did this. And the Lord just looks at him and says, Away from me, you worker of iniquity. I Don't know you. I'm going to tell you what. That scripture applies to so much. Of the church today. In the charismatic movement. It's not funny. And the youth. And we need to see holy fire. Hit our youth. Amen. Amen. We need to see holiness hit our youth. We need to see our kids really encounter God. And sell out for God. And want to live for God. And they will have the best life ever. They'll have the best life ever. Amen? He goes on, he says, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. You have a real encounter with God and you see that you are not worthy to be having that encounter with God. And yet he paid to make it so you could have that encounter. How good is he? See, I... mm. See, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm not Christ. And I'm not the Father. I'm not the Father, the Lord, or the Holy Spirit. I will never be the creator. I will never be God. I don't even want to be God. Believe me, you don't want me to be God. Amen? I'm perfectly content and thrilled. That God would choose me from the foundation of the world, put my name in his book. That one day his spirit would come and live inside of me and make me a new creation in Christ Jesus. And he never changes who he made me to be. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. I am not the creator. Anyone who thinks they are the creator, anyone takes the place of the creator, it's a delusion from a counterfeit. Amen? Aren't you just thrilled that God would want you in His family? Aren't you thrilled that His spirit, His holy, powerful, woo, powerful, amazing spirit lives inside of you? Yes. My goodness, what if, what if He just decided to blow up everybody who didn't reverence him? Ooh. That he's in there like, okay, boom <laughs> We'd be watching. We'd be have dead <laughs> all over the place. Thank God he's merciful, right? Thank God he's merciful. We better get some reverent fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We need to even quit our kidding around about who he really is. Amen? I'm not talking religion. I'm talking relationship with God. I'm talking quick repentance, amen? I'm talking quick making things right. I'm talking not negotiating in my head back and forth. I'm talking about, okay, God, this is going to be hard to do, but I'm going to do it. Give me the grace. Show me, how to, show me how to make that phone call. Not let your brain talk you out of it. Lord, help me get this right. Show me what to do. Mm. The Lord says, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt. So I would say the Lord has surely seen the afflictions of his people who are in the United States of America coming under tyranny. But he's had to hear their cry. He's heard their cry because they recognize that they're being put in slavery by the enemy and there's pain with that. See, a lot of people don't even know that. So well, you know what else we need to pray? That people will wake up. We need to pray that people will really see what's happening. That they won't fall into this delusion that they'll wake up. We need to say it. Um, I was talking to one of my sons yesterday. And that son actually actually knew the results of the Arizona and the Georgia audits that the main, main media is not putting out. Now this is the son that I said I'd give $100 to <laughs> if um, President T. didn't win. And so when it looked like President T. didn't win, this son never asked me for the money because I think he you knew, oh my gosh, mom is just so, but he was upset about mom. And now now he's like, really? and I never said, well, the reason I'm not giving you the money is because I believe President T. did win. And so I said, I said, have you seen the audits? And did you realize that It's almost for sure that there's so much fraud that, you know, it's... it's, They're having Senate hearings, but you're not even seeing it on the news. These state Senate hearings. If you see them, you'll be like, oh my gosh. Not by a little people. I'm talking, like, way over the top. Like, he only needed, like, 10,000 It's like 60,000 just in one section. It's unbelievable. And I'm so thankful. You know why? Because you're not sure if that's not going to be rigged. You know what I mean? But it's over the top. And we got to keep pushing that through. Get the information out. Get the information out. We need to be praying, hard praying, to expose these false prophets called the mainstream media. If people just knew. We just, and we got to expect, what do you do with it? Well, if you take it to be investigated by you know who, they're all part of the mess. And then they're part, you got to start praying for God to wipe the board clean. I don't want it lies. I want the real deal. I just want the real deal. If I know I'm going to live in a nation that's in captivity because the people are all nuts, amen, then I'll have to adjust to living in captivity because the people are all nuts. But if I'm actually living in a nation where the people aren't all nuts and there's more than half that aren't nuts, then I shouldn't be living in captivity. I should be boldly, brightly shining for the glory of God that some of the people who are messed up can find him. We do not live in China. Quit acting like you do. The dragon is not setting up his Plant his, his kingdom here. Amen. Amen. He's the same dragon that's in the book of Revelations. It takes prayer to stop him. Have you prayed about that? Am I convicting you to pray more? I hope so. If you can't come on Friday nights, then get with a few people and pray. Pray in your house about some serious stuff. You can get online and find all this. Through reliable sources. Stay away from QMAS. But there's a lot of reliable sources. I think it's EPOCH news is $7 a month. And they'll tell you all this stuff. There's like conservative news. There's all this real stuff out there. Amen? You can see most of this go to the rumble where they don't... Whatever, they don't um, ban. That I have to say, President T, and I can't say what I need to say. Does anybody get how communist that is? Does everybody get that Christians and conservatives have to talk in code when we have a First Amendment right? right. And if we don't fight now, we're going to be just like uh, what happened to Germany. God still came and delivered his people, but a lot of them died. Amen? Alright. I wasn't going to be political. Ha ha ha. Alright, he goes on. and I'm going to finish this part and get us out of here. So, I have surely seen the affliction of my people. Has he seen our affliction yet? How bad does it have to get before we cry out? See, I want you to see this. God's not making it get really bad before he does something. God is waiting for the people to recognize how bad it is. How how many how many want to be how many would like for us to recognize it soon so it doesn't get a lot worse? Amen. <clears throat> Amen. That to me, as a believer and as knowing the Lord and and He's shown me these things and we've been praying these things, it's like, come on, wake up, people! We don't have to go through a lot worse. Unless you don't wake up. Unless you don't care enough to pray. Unless you don't care enough to seriously seek the Lord and pray. And do spiritual warfare. And move in the authority and power that he's given his church. The world cannot be worse than the church. The church has the authority and the power. But if you can dismantle the church... Lock down the church. Shut up the church. Stop them from coming together. We're so happy watching on Zoom. We says, if you can come together as touching anything. You can't do that on Zoom. Amen. You can't do that in fear. Thank God for those who are seriously in nations that have to be underground, that there's ways to help reach them. Amen? But why do we want to wait till it's that bad? Because we don't have to. God is doing a powerful move right now. We need to wake up and be a part of it. All right. He says, So I have come down. All right. We want Him to come down, don't we? We want him to come down, but we also want him to rise up in his people. We need him to rise up in his people, rise up in his people, and then pour down his angelic host. Amen? Amen? One of the things when this first started that certain things just jump out with me when the Lord shows me, and one thing is that the vaccine is not the mark of the beast, all right? It is definitely something leading to it. But if you think that it is it and you give up everything, your jobs and all, let me say, we need to push it back so they can't take our jobs and they can't make us have to have it. We need to push back. If we don't, then we're going to have to seek the Lord on what to do. It's not the mark of the beast, okay? So it's not supposed to be able to stop us from buying and selling. Amen? It's not supposed to stop us from getting on airplanes. It's not supposed to stop us from having our jobs and preaching or going to colleges. Amen? Amen? Does everybody get it? It's not supposed to. The other thing is supposed to. When that gets here, guess what? You can pray all you want. It's in the word. It's going to happen. I'm believing the church will be taken out of here, but some people don't. What? Whatever. This is not that. Which means we should pray as if we know it's not that. Protest as if we know it's not that. And refuse to let it be that. Even if you already took a shot. Amen? And if you've already taken a shot, just like if you take any medicine, and I say this over and over because this is really important, guys. You need to stand on the promise that no poison shall harm you. But if you... Uh, when people have gone through chemo, I go in and I pray, Lord, no poison shall harm them. There's not a single medicine out there that they don't have some side effect warnings. Amen? Amen? Amen. So you take it in faith, if you feel led to take it, that no poison shall harm you. And get off of the conspiracy thing and curse everybody who's taken it because you read somebody's maybe medical thing about it. Amen? Church, like, oh, goodness, we, it's, it's almost like the church wants to prophesy earthquakes and hurricanes and horrible diseases and plagues so they look like they were the smart ones. How about if we stop the mess? Yeah. How about if we stop it in faith and no poison shall harm them and they don't kill a third of the population? Yeah. It's not the mark of the beast, quit teaching it, treating like it is, but recognize the time and the season that the availability is there and they are trying to test that thing. Something is wrong i just got to say something is wrong with people who want people to be sick and die because they took it so they're right because they didn't. There's something really evil sick about that. Something really evil and sick about that. I'm right. Well what good is it if your whole family and everybody dies who wasn't right? How about you be righteous and know how to pray and believe in faith? Amen. I'm so tired of some of this ridiculous warring antagonistic kind of supposedly prayer. Let's pray for people's eyes to open, but let's not curse them. I, okay, I've walked through so much of this mess. Because I did that. I wanted everybody to come in agreement with me that my son couldn't take these meds. And I read everything bad about, this is years ago, everything bad about these meds when he was at NIH. And I read all the horrible things. And so, instead of faith, I was trying to get everybody to agree with me and make my husband not let my son take these meds. Okay? And I was a nut about it. Okay, I was a nut about it. He can't take them. Don't let him take them. Well, I don't know to this day if he would still be alive if he didn't take them. But when the doctor and my husband finally gave it to them and they didn't care what I said, all of a sudden it flooded me. I've cursed this whole thing by saying all the bad things that could happen. And it was on labels it could happen. It wasn't made up, bad stuff. But I was trying to use fear to stop people, to stop my husband, to stop the doctor. I tried to use fear. Fear is never faith. The thing you fear comes on you. So all the scared people try to make everybody fearful of the vaccine. You are operating in the wrong spirit. I'm just telling you, you're operating in the wrong spirit. And that spirit will never produce good fruit. The minute that my son had to take the steroids. And it just flooded me. All the stuff I tried to get everybody to agree with me about how bad they were. I cursed him. Guys, I repented. With all my heart, with all my soul, I repented. I cried out and I began to pray divine protection for my son. Now, a doctor came in one day. I know you all have heard this story. But a doctor came in one day when we were at some, probably NIH, somewhere where they were, he was an experiment. And they brought all their little doctors in, in training with no compassion at all, looked at his chart, and the doctor began to explain to the med students how this kid was going to never be more than four feet tall because of the meds, was going to um, um, <coughs> go blind when he you know, would start going blind because of the meds, and some other horrible things. I'm sitting there in shock. My kid's just sitting there listening to this. And God protect him. And I just said, I break the power of all this. So I began, I really pray. my son has perfect vision. My son is six foot tall. And my son, it was diabetes. It was supposed to give him diabetes. My son does not have diabetes. He's actually extremely healthy. Okay? Do you understand what I'm getting at? So we need to counter these claims of people trying to push fear. I'm okay with real information. See, I knew the real information of what that was supposed to do. Right? Because I knew the real information, I could pray in faith to stop it. Does anybody get what I'm saying? We ought to come Friday night and ooh, let's do this. Let's come Friday night. I got that unmasking book, and it's going to tell us everything those vaccines are supposed to do, and we're going to cancel if I'm doing it. To everybody we know and love, and whatever authority God gives us. Amen. I want to walk in faith. I want to walk above the schemes of the enemy, not subside to them. And say, well, I didn't take it, so I'm okay. Who gives a rip if your whole family took it and your friends and the person sitting next to you and your coworker quit cursing it? Amen? Amen. Just like chemotherapy. You can read what it says it's going to do to you, but we are believers in the blood of the lamb and the power of God to change it. No point. You didn't see Paul go. Dang, I just got bit by a poisonous snake. Oh my gosh! A poisonous snake. I'm supposed to be dead in three minutes. Oh gosh! I guess I got three minutes left. But, but no, he just shook it off, and in faith kept preaching. Hmm. Friday night we are shaking it off for people. And if you did get a vaccine, you need to come for sure because we're going to shake it off of you, and we're going to th- throw that viper, amen, into the fire, of God. I feel that. I feel that. Shh. So you can sit home and watch TV because you're too tired and you got to get up Saturday morning. But how about you start doing something that's going to matter for your family and your coworkers and people who care. Amen? By the way, I had none of this planned. None. I kind of planned the, the stuff about Moses a little bit but I wasn't planning this. All right. He goes, so I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. We are going to ask God to come down and deliver Virginia out of the hand of the people who want to destroy it. We're going to ask God to come down and deliver our nation. Amen. We're going to ask God to come down and deliver people from the vaccine. We're going to begin to pray this. I'm going to believe to get this out. So Indians will do this in India. And Ugandans will do this in Uganda. And these people. I'm like... Quit asking me for money. Everybody wants money. I get it. How about learn to multiply food? It's a Bible promise, right? It's a Bible promise. So if you live in a nation where they're not letting you go to the grocery store, you better learn to. You better walk in that promise. You better walk in that promise, and know. Well, next time I look, there's still going to be beans and rice there. It's not a a promise for no reason. He actually does it, what, two or three times? It's mentioned at least in three Gospels, for two examples. How many know if, if he did it that, he did it a lot more than that? Amen? They better get some multiplying food anointing going. For real. See, I'd rather teach than be your handout. Because if I give you $100, you can go buy some food, but it's going to be well worth it if I give you $100, you go buy food, and that food never runs out. Amen? See, we are entering into a really in time. We need to teach the real deal, powerful stuff. Amen? Because we're all going to need some powerful stuff. See, I like preaching in faith. I'm totally not about preaching in fear. But I'm not going to pretend it's not happening. And I'm not going to pretend everybody has to suffer and die because of it. I'm going to know that my God is the deliverer, the healer. He's bigger than this. And his wrath doesn't come on his own people. All right. Lord, let it rain so everybody won't stay in church longer. now behold, the cry of the Lord's people has come to me, says the Lord. Moreover, I have seen the oppression that the Egyptians have inflicted on them. Come now, I will send to you Pharaoh, so that you may bring my people out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, okay, we'll start this next week. Y'all remember where I'm at. Somebody write it down for me. Moses three eleven. Really quick quick overview just so you get the fullness of this and we're going to get into more because when you read the scriptures you get some really strong word. The the main reason that God allowed the Pharaoh to harden his heart was to put the pressure on the slaves to want to be free. Got to get this y'all. The reason God hasn't fixed everything yet and I'm not so sure how soon he's going to is because most of the church doesn't even know she's in slavery yet and doesn't want the things of God yet. She's not hungry yet for God's divine intervention and revival and his power coming. And so he lets the slave masters, the pharaoh, continue. And if you really study the scriptures, the more Moses went to the Pharaoh. Demanding he let the people go. Okay, get ready. Y'all aren't going to like this. I don't like this myself. The worst the Pharaoh got, the worst, those who are in political positions to make it rough on the church would like to make it rough on the church. Do you get what I'm saying? Because the Pharaoh wants you to back down and just think it's okay the way you have it. And he was able to do that to the people. So the heart of the Pharaoh being hardened is not so much about the Pharaoh as it is about God's people really wanting to be free. So the Pharaoh made it worse. Now I don't know why everybody likes the Moses story. Like this is going to be a happy doo-dah doo-dah ending. Because really if you really look at the whole Moses story. They never got in the promised land except a few of them. Because they wouldn't let Egypt out of their hearts. They wouldn't be happy in a new place of trusting God. Of the wilderness. They wanted to murmur and complain. I mean this, this whole Moses thing has a lot of chapters to it. Amen. Well, Moses is the deliverer. Well, yeah, but we still got a wilderness to go through. I think a lot of us have been through it. Amen? But a lot of people haven't. I'm just telling you. The Pharaoh made it harder. Well, has anybody seen the laws that have been passed since January? It's making it harder. Inflation's at an all-time high. They're saying by August, everybody's going to really know it. Gas is almost double in price. You can't get building supplies. Do you know rent? Just my house, I didn't, put, I didn't raise my rent in my house, but I could raise it $500 a month just since January. I'm not doing that to those people. Do you know you almost can't find a place now? Do you know now for about 800 to 1,000 a month you're getting a really one bedroom small thing? Wait till August. Why is God letting this happen? Because the people of God are not crying out yet. So don't think God's being slow. God's got to let it get so miserable that we can we have to have a deliverer in Him, Amen. At the same time, in case we don't, because I can't get back to this for a couple of weeks, because we have guest speakers coming. Just so you get this, okay? Now, Pharaoh's making it harder, almost impossible, really being horrible. But God is socking it to the other side. The other side has bugs, they have lice, their cattle's dying, everything horrific is happening to them. So they're getting upset with their leadership. Oh! And God's people who are in covenant with him is not touching them. Now I want to tell you something, if you've been coming to this church for 2020, it hasn't touched you guys, Amen. but it is touching everybody else, so don't be weird and not realize it's really touching other people. Amen? The only reason it hasn't touched us is because we know who we are in Christ. We know we're in covenant. We've been giving. We've been tithing. We've been obeying. We've been praying. We've done everything he said. We actually had a great year. Amen? There are other churches that haven't had a good year. So as I was reading this and God was showing me this, he's like, don't get confused and think that there's a lot of churches and a lot of Christians and a lot of believers out there and even just conservatives who aren't really being pushed right now and hurt right now. And don't think that's not going to get worse as the enemy is really upset and trying to stop the church from having a voice right now. Especially black America that's gotten free from, doesn't want to go back in slavery. And we need to pray for our heroes in this. Because they are really getting, they're they're taking them off internet. They're doing this, they're doing that. They're doing everything. Okay, get it? It's just like this. But God looks at it from, when will my people's voice to want to be free from the world's slavery When will their voice be so loud? And while I'm waiting for that, when will these other heathen people who try to think they can rule over me, when are they going to be so miserable that they begin to put so much pressure on their leaders that this group of people are saying, would you please do what these people say? get that CRT mess out of our schools we're tired of this Ho! forget that mess let them have their freedoms let them take their mask off (laughs) let them worship God any way they want we are tired of this I want you to see because I'm telling you because this wasn't my message what God is doing what's God doing can everybody see what he's doing The Israelites had the pressure from the taskmasters, okay? So let's put it this way. The conservatives are feeling pressure from the liberals or the globalists, all right? But God is releasing so much confusion and mess and heartache to get those who don't know him to admit he's God and they're not. And from that, God protects his people. Amen? So we have a divine protection from what God is pouring out to bring people to their knees. Amen? We have a divine protection there. And we have a covenant that's better than their covenant in authority. To live in the kingdom and do things the kingdom's way. So, even the taskmasters, even as we have taskmasters who want to tax us high, we got a God who can put money in a fish's mouth. Amen? And that's where we're at. Okay? So, Lord, Lord, thank you that we're not going to have itchy year preaching. But thank you, Lord, that we have hope. Thank you, Lord, that we can see what you're doing. And we thank you, Lord, there's going to be a harvest, a gigantic harvest of souls, of those who think that they and their leaders are smarter than God, including our young people, including our college students, including many of us here, different family members, who bought into the lie. So Lord, we pray in the midst of all this, They're going to recognize you, they're going to see your hand, and they're going to want you. We pray for that harvest. And Lord, we also pray in the midst of this that you will wake up your church and wake up your people who know you and call on your name, and they will no longer want to be (laughs) slaves to the world's ways and the things of the devil. So Lord, as you're doing this shaking on both sides... I thank you that everything of your kingdom in my life will not be shaken. And I ask for great mercy upon all of this, God. And Lord, I give you praise. And Lord, for however long we're going to go through this, we are holding on because we want to get into that promised land. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me tell you a quick what the promised land is. It's the return of Christ. Okay? So just know that's the long, that's what we have to go to. That Moses' whole thing was a, foreshadow, so to speak, of what's going to happen when Christ returns. Amen. Now, if you love this teaching, and you better say you love this teaching, then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also, check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic God bless you